Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 343 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. And Scott, joining us for the summer of saying do love is the great one, Sammy Evans. Sammy, what's going on, man? What's going on? Man, it's good to see you. It's good to hear from you. We haven't had you on in a couple of years. Last time you were on, you actually just mentioned this, that you were giving away a Pete Dunn figure. Yep, been a couple of years. Yep, and now we have another giveaway going on. So uh, looking forward to you announcing the winner. By the way, I have a question for you. What was the last band you saw? Because you're a metalhead like Scott and I. I went and seen the Cavalera Brothers do uh, oh, the, the Arise tour about a month ago. It was a rise and beneath the remains in its entirety all the way through. Nice. How was yeah, it? It was it was fantastic. Oh. Like, the rise is my second favorite thrash album of all time. So I was I was in heaven. Plus Warbringer opened and I'm a big fan of Warbringer. So it was a good, st- good time. Nice. That's awesome, dude. As I said, you're a metalhead just like Scott and I. So uh, I was just kind of curious what the last band was. Yep, about a month or so ago. I think in October, me and my buddies were going to see Exodus, Testament, and Death Angel. Oh, very nice. Some Bay Area bands. Yep. Right on. Right in our backyard. Scott, you going to that show? Well, not in Indiana, but. They... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. A coworker definitely is because he grew up with all those guys. But uh, no, I don't think I'm going to that. Just uh, Maiden next month. That's going to be you and I going to that one, Jeff. Yep. And uh, then I'm going to see Wasp in December. And Armored Saint is opening for them. Uh, lead singer John Bush that used to sing for Anthrax, who was your favorite Anthrax singer, Jeff. Yep. Sammy and I have had discussions about that a couple of times. Gotcha. See, you guys are Belladonna fans. Totally. Yep. Old I, school. Yeah, absolutely. I have yep. no problem with old school. It's just when somebody introduces John Bush's voice to Anthrax, you know, <laughs> Belladonna can take a back seat. <laughs> he was great, dude, but it's that whole thing of, you know, Belladonna was there first. And so got to stick with Belladonna. Have you seen Anthrax, Sammy? I've seen them uh, several times. It's been a while. I've seen them open for a priest. Like, God, it's been forever ago. We drove to the uh, the University of Illinois and watched them open for Judas Priest. That was a pretty fun show. Nice, man. Yeah, Scott said, we're going to go see Maiden next month. So uh, we're going to be pretty stoked for that one. Who's opening for Maiden, by the way? Dude, I still haven't even looked. Um, All I know is that Blood Brothers is in the set list. Sammy, do you have any plugs that you want to get out of the way? No, none at all. No, what about uh your band? Oh, we're just we're just in the process of writing stuff again. It's uh we're just kind of reconnecting after about 15 years. I'll let you know when I know because right now we're just starting working on new music and stuff. Do you have any old music on Spotify or anything? Uh yeah, you could look up um MG42 USA. There's uh all four albums are on there. Okay. Is it heavy metal like death metal or it's, uh think like Slayer meets Hatebreed. Perfect. Oh, nice. Okay. All right, you're speaking our language. Heck yeah. 
<laughs> oh, one more metal question. Are you going to go see Pantera with Phil and Rex? I'm going to go see the band that's uh, performing Pantera songs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well said. Very well said. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can follow us on all social media platforms at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable WFP. Just do a Google search for us. You can find any of our past shows. You can find any of our current shows. Just do a Google search. That's all. And if you want to send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all, send it on over to Fully Posable WFP at Gmail dot com well sammy as i had mentioned you are doing a giveaway and this giveaway is a basic roman reigns figure signed by roman reigns where'd you get this signed at by the way uh, it was at the world of wheels in indianapolis like the first week he came back from the uh the cancer stuff oh yeah yeah we we got there uh i think we got there at 6 a.m the doors didn't even open till 11 oh boy wow <laughs> was there already a line um uh, people started piling around seven or so they had to cut the line off at nine. Oh they, man wow they were, they were crazy normally wow. the car shows aren't quite that bad but this one was nuts oh man and was he cool to meet was he cool to he you could tell he was kind of overwhelmed because it was his first time getting back in the circuit and all that stuff and he was real tired for the treatments and stuff but yeah he was super nice nice man nice he was great with, he was great with my daughter that's awesome that's cool, man. So we are doing the giveaway. We ran the giveaway today. And who did the giveaway name spit out? Uh, John Cox at John Cox 411980. All right, John, you got seven days to hit us up. If not, then we run the generator again and it will spit out another name. So, John, you have seven days from when the show drops to hit us up. Congratulations, man. Congrats, dude. Sammy, have you been collecting anything lately? Uh, we ran into some financial snags around here, so I've not been collecting as much. I've been picking up a few things here and there, but my area is dry. I got pretty lucky with a pre-order and got the Chase Thunder Rosa. That's really about all I've got recently. And my wife nice brought me kid. She brought me home the Chase Brody Lee from Walmart she found while she was working. Oh, nice. Holy crap. That's great. Other than that, not really a whole heck of a lot. And it's funny, Thunder Rosa is one of your favorite people to meet. I absolutely love her. She is she's humble, funny, and she's just she's just a badass. I love her to death. Yeah, she's great. Just met her this past Saturday here at Stockton Con, and she was great. I was talking to her about because she used to work out at the gym that I go to in the mornings. Oh yeah. Out here in Oakland. And I asked her, I was like, You used to work out at Oakland High Street. She goes, Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I used to see you and there's another local uh, wrestler slash promoter commentator guy out here. His name is AJ Kirsch. And I was like, yeah, I used to see you guys there all the time. AJ Kirsch, isn't that that, that uh, bro? Yep. Brosif. Yeah, yep. Brosif. Yep. That's what I thought. Yep. And he used to work for MLW. So anyways, we got to talking about that. Uh, kind of a sad story, though. I was holding the figures. I was holding my buddy Norm's and I was holding mine. And we went to shake Thunder Rosa's hand as we were leaving. One of the figures slipped out of my hand. I caught it, but I could feel my thumb go into the paint oh. on both figures. Mm. And yeah, anyways, I kind of smudged the autos. So uh, did they hit you with the extra charge for signing figures? No, nothing no. at all. No, Man, that makes me so mad. Well, talk about it. Like if it's advertised, you can kind of plan. But the convention here that I went to in April wasn't advertised at all. 
all the AEW guys, 20 bucks on top of the on top of the fee. It made me so mad. It was like a they were trying to charge me like 160 bucks for Santana and Ortiz. Oh. Yeah, it was like 60 for 60 for an auto, 20 if it's a personal item, and then 60 for a photo. Or so, something absurd like that. I was, I was, it is ridiculous. Like, if you're going to upcharge, at least let us know because it's getting, yes. Speaking of, like, I know the prices on elites just went up to like 25 bucks, 24.88 or whatever at Walmart. So the prices of collecting is already going up. And if you're collecting to get them signed, an additional fee on top of that's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like you said, it's one thing to not know going in, that's going to piss you off. But at least if you have a heads up ahead of time, you can kind of plan for that and kind of pare down your list a little bit of people you're going to get signatures from. But when you walk into it blind, man, that's just maddening. And the worst part is, is like when you go to WrestleCon and you're already got a set budget, you know? Yes. And then you're getting hit with $20 upcharge, $20 upcharge, blah, blah, blah. That's filtering out other people. Exactly. Anyways, I agree with you, man. It's, it's rough. And I think if they're going to go that route, it's time that we start seeing extra prices put on the website. So if you're going to upcharge on a figure, you know, eight by 10 is $30 autograph on a figure, $50, kind of similar to what football players and baseball players will do autograph on a bat 160. Hogan does it a lot too. Like he charges more to sign belts and, um, like at the, I think it was Wizard World that was in Chicago last weekend or two weekends ago. Uh-huh. Taker charged more for a belt. And if you signed his rookie card, it was $500. I've heard Good about that. Lord. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've seen those prices. Like I met the Taker and came together for 100 bucks. I am solid. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be it. <laughs> that's, that's it for me. Yep. Yep. I hear you. 500 bucks for a rookie card? Yep. Because the, the, the resale value, like you personalize that. Dear Lord. Did you get anybody's autograph at Wizard World? Uh, I didn't go. A couple of my buddies went. I had, unfortunately, I had to work. Ah, damn it. Actually, I think it was CTE too, now that I think about it. Have you met Punk before? Yes, sir. I know he's one of your favorites. Yep, number two on the all-time list, right behind Mick Foley. And I know you've met Mick a few times. Uh, yeah, three or four. I, normally, when he comes around, I'll, I'll go out of my way to meet him. I've got so much stuff I need to get at his signed. It's ridiculous. Totes and totes of Foley stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just drag him in line with you. Uh, he normally only signs a couple at a time unless you hit him at a convention. But the convention, the, like if you go to his comedy show, uh-huh. it's normally like a rate, two items, and he signs like a do love Cactus Jack and uh, Mankind like trio photo. Yes. But if you hit him at the Comic Cons, it's like 75 bucks a pop. Oh, Man, I mean, that's not saying he's not worth it. Of course he is, but wow, man, it just it goes to show those autograph prices have really spiked. Some of the people think they're more valuable than what they are. Like I met a who was that? Um, Darren Young. Mm-hmm. Like he was at a convention in Fort Wayne and he was charging like 80 bucks. I'm like, Yo. oh whoa. Darren Young? Yeah, Darren Young. 80 bucks for a combo, man. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that would be a hard pass for me. Yeah, me and my buddy just split the photo op and was like, we're good. <laughs> Some of those prices are crazy. Like, I remember meeting Ric Flair. It was like 75 bucks, and now it's like 150 mm-hmm. Damn. Well, Jeff, we paid, I think it was 75 for HBK back in 2011 at WrestleMania uh, 27 Access. Correct. And But that included our admission, I believe. That was admission and HBK signature, and it was 75 bucks. It was admission plus VIP. Right. And what do VIPs go for now? Those are like... $200, 250 bucks. It depends on who you're getting. So like, I know that they have a tier list 
And, and it includes your admission, right? So you're not buying admission to access and a VIP. The VIP includes your admission, I believe, right? I believe so. I'd have okay. to be, I'd have to be fact-checked on that because when I did the Seth Rollins VIP back for New York, or is it Tampa? Yeah, it was Tampa because that was the one that got canceled. Right, um, right, right. Yeah. But I can't remember if my admission fee was on that. And how much did you pay for Seth? Seth was one, was it 150 or 175, I think? Okay, okay. And then they have tiers of like, Right, like an A and a B, and then everybody else basically gets thrown into the pool for access itself. Correct. correct. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so you're like your top, like your A level is a certain price, and then your B is a certain price, like seventy five dollars cheaper or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Man, <laughs> watch them charge start up charging for figure signatures. <laughs> oh, you paid two fifty for your VIP, but that's an extra seventy five if you want a figure. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah. Right. Surprise me at all. Uh, uh, sp- Speaking of Stockton Con, we also met Johnny Gargano. That was a he was awesome, dude. He's great. We nerded out together. Like I, I brought brought his son, like a stuffed animal. Uh, as, uh oh God, Star Lord from a. It's where his his kids named after Peter Quill. So I brought I brought brought him like a stuffed animal, and he's like, "That's awesome." And he's seen my Star Wars tattoo, and my son's named Anakin, and he geeked out for like twenty minutes just talking about nerdy kid <laughs> names. Uh, that's awesome. Oh, that's hella funny. Yeah, he's great. It was the first time I've ever gotten to meet him. He's just a great dude. Yeah, he's super, super friendly. Yeah, very friendly. And it was funny too because he talked to my buddy Norm for a little bit. And then he talked to me for a little bit. I talked to him about figures and stuff like that. And he goes, What's your name? And I was all Jeff, three simple letters, J E F, three simple letters. And so, anyways, Norm and I get situated, given getting figures put away and all that stuff. And then we're gonna head over to Thunder Rosa. And we're like, all right, Johnny, take care. And he goes, all right, Norman, Jeff, take care. It's like, how did he remember our names? Because he had still met other people in between. Yeah. Like you guys were walking off like five minutes later, remembered your names. Like, you know, as cool as he was, I'm putting him up there with KO. Oh, really? KO is one of the nicest I've ever met. Uh, Piper, obviously another one we've talked about. But Gargano is just unbelievably nice. Took so much time with everybody that came to meet him. And just, I was blown away. Like Gargano has quickly moved to the top of my must-meet list. Did you uh, regret not getting anything signed by him? No, no, no. It's not a regret, but just more of a recommendation that if you have a chance to meet him and you have something to get signed, or even if you just want to get a picture taken with him, go out of your way to go meet Johnny Gargano. Like He makes it worth every cent that you pay him for a picture, an autograph, whatever it is. Just a great, awesome dude. His prices are fairly fair, too. Yeah, he was 40 bucks. Yeah, that's how much I paid when I met him back in back in April. It was like 40 bucks. Yeah, 40 is the new 20 from back in the day. Like 40 yeah, is, yeah. seems like that's like the new flat rate. Don't tell Virgil that. <laughs> He's like, you mean 80? <laughs> he wasn't that bad when I met him. When I met Virgil, he was actually cool. He, uh, I had a box full. Of, I had my stuff with me and he was looking. And I had his uh, a Toys R Us exclusive, Elite or whatever. And he's like, bring that to the table. I'll hook you up. And I was like, oh, yeah, great. Here we go. Here we go. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. He signed my figure. He did the photo op. And then he did the uh, encyclopedia autograph, too, for $20. Dang. I wasn't really going to pay much more than that. But (laughs) I'll hook you up. I'm like, all right, dude. And he did. That is a hookup, dude. That's great pricing. Scott, you took that Virgil bullet. Yeah, I paid him $20 in 2005. Like in today's (laughs) money, that's got to be 150 bucks, right? Sound like that. That's meat sauce money. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of a Virgil bullet right there. He's got like health problems and stuff now. I think he's got like a GoFundMe and all that, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scott, did you pick up anything from Stockton Con? 
Uh, no, I actually walked out empty handed. But before I walked out empty handed, I didn't spend any of my own money. I had been talking to Norm about that Lex Luger, um, the variant legend figure mm-hmm. in the orange trunks. And I'd kind of been eyeballing it. And I think he was like 30 bucks at the show. And Norm's like, dude, I've got one. If you want it, just let me know. And I was like, okay, cool. And to be honest, I had kind of forgotten about it. And so I'm getting ready to go out because Peyton and her friend were ready to leave the con. So I was going to walk them back to the car. You were still chatting with Cody and Norm and Landon. And I was like, I'm going to walk the kids back. And Norm goes, oh, before you leave. And he hands me the Luger. And I go, oh, what did you want for him? He goes, just take him. I told you, Norm's like one of the greatest guys, dude. No, it was completely unexpected. Like he didn't have to do that, but that was just awesome. So I'm able to add that Luger to the collection. Um, and I did get my junk shop dog road warrior figures. Oh, you did? I did. I just got them Wednesday. And? Uh, wow. Those probably are going to be the only two I buy. Unless they do a British Bulldogs, then maybe. Uh, high price. They were 83 bucks shipped mm-hmm. for the road warriors. Right. So it's not like I'm, I'm not a completist by with these by any stretch, but there are certain names that they'll get me to jump into the pool. Right. Well, that was the road warriors. I am kind of a completist when it comes to them. And I don't regret the purchase one bit outstanding figures. The packaging is great. Figures are awesome. Definitely check them out Uh, again on the pricey side. But if there are just names that you have to have in your collection, like they've made Terry funk uh, dynamite kid, if there are names in your collection that you're a completist, and the Road Warriors are on your list, go check out these junk shop dog figures. You will not be disappointed. Sammy, you collected any of those, uh, I don't want to say third party, but not Mattel or AEW figures? I've got a few of those um, Liger figures. I love Juice and Liger. Yes. Yeah, and Storm's awesome. I like um the stuff that, zom- that Zombie Sailor is doing is pretty badass. You like what he's doing over there? Yeah, that's, he's got some of the like the uh, the Raven that they're working on. Oh, yeah. That's, that's got him written all over it. That Andre the Giant he's coming out with too. Oh my goodness. Did you get all of the first set for the uh, zombie figures? I've been picking and choosing. I've been trying not to spend all my money on figures. Trying to stay (laughs) married, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So Scott, you are happy with the Road Warrior figures? Yes, very happy. And um, (laughs) at zero hour, I jumped in on the His Tank. (gasps) You did? Literally, it had like 45 minutes left and I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm jumping in. So this is definitely speeding up my, okay, I'm going to start going through my collection and start selling things off right. to now pay for said his tank. Um, <laughs> but uh, the more pictures I saw of the thing and how badass it is, I'm like, I, I have to, I had, there are pieces in my collection that I will part with to have that in my collection. So it's an easy trade in my mind that I'll get rid of pieces and have that and I can't wait to put it inside the detolf. <laughs> nice. 45 minutes left, huh? Yeah, I was literally watching it on the uh, Hasbro Pulse on my app. <laughs> and I kept refreshing it and going back in. And I was watching the ticker go down. And I'm like, oh, man, make it hurt. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be coming home next year. Sammy, are there other lines like He-Man, G.I. Joe, anything like that you collect or just? I used to be a big Funko guy, but I... um. I sold off like a big chunk of my Funko collection. It's just, there's just so much to keep up with. Yes. I collect, like, I collect like Blu-rays and stuff. Like I've got like a 6,000 Blu-ray collection. Like, Holy it's, crap. It's absurd. Like my wife just gives me so much grief. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like movies. So you're a physical media guy. Big time. 
My heart's going to be broken when they don't produce anything anymore. Yeah, that's. I'm wondering when that's going to happen. But are you are like cassette tapes, VHS records? I, I, still, I still buy CDs. Okay. okay. I have I have all the cassettes from my youth. Like I got like VHS wise, I've got all the Kevin Smith stuff because I collect Kevin Smith. That dude's like a personal hero of mine. He's awesome. Other than that, physical media is my thing. Always has been. Nice, nice. So VHS tapes as well. Uh, just I got the Kevin Smith stuff, and I've I've got the Goonies and the Gremlins from when I was younger. Nice, <laughs> very cool. Got to get those signed now. <laughs> I've got the Goonies. I do have the Goonies one signed from everybody, but Chunk. That's impressive. They did a could they did a con a, a Days of the Dead con. I was like five years ago. All the main Goonies were there. The, the two surviving Fratellis, and then I had I did a Mellaway and got a oh god what Josh Brolin. Oh, that's awesome. I was skeptical on sending that because I already had everybody else's autograph on it. But it's got the COA and it's in the, in the frame and put away. That's awesome, man. I've heard horror stories about people sending off stuff like that. Uh, our friend Cody that we saw at Stockton Con, he has a big poster that has a bunch of legend signatures on it. And he sent it in for a signature and it came back ripped. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's still battling with the place that sent it. Oh, I would be too. Yeah, some of the people were pro- has probably passed away since. So far, just one, and it was Razor. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So he's getting the poster restored, but he's still battling that. So I've heard horror stories. So I'm glad that worked out for you, dude. I, 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 I was on the fence. I, I, I <laughs> they were very reputable, thankfully, because I went Good. through all loops and this, that, and the other to make sure my stuff wasn't going to get messed up. Yeah, that's for sure. my all-time favorite movie. I would have been so mad. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, and Goonies rules. <laughs> i love goodies all right we'll jump into the news right now rush collectibles they showed off their first articulated figure bill alfonso articulation will be at the shoulders elbows neck and knees they'll come with a whistle black outfit that says manager of champions now they're starting to hit our ecw love right there exactly exactly you can put it right next to your rvd and sabu yeah he's right at home Yep, exactly. So Rush Collectibles starting off with their articulated figures. Also, Powertown showed off their Bruiser Brody figure in packaging. Figure looks great. Looks like Bruiser Brody to a T. You know, it's a six-inch articulated figure. I didn't think they could make it look better. But then they put him inside the packaging, and I'm like, OMG, fantastic. If it's anywhere near that when it gets released, I'm 100% in on that Brody. There's still some questions regarding Power Town right now, what's going yeah. on, but hopefully we'll have some answers here shortly. But they did show off in packaging. It looks like the front gate has a gatefold that opens up and shows yes. the figure with the belt. Looks beautiful, man. It really does. I, I like that the front of it is cut out so you can see the face sculpt. Yes. Which they absolutely nailed, at least in the, the rendering of the picture that we saw. I like that because they're focusing on the face and then you open it up, get to see everything else inside. That's just as beautiful as the face sculpt. And man, they absolutely nailed it. Can't wait for that figure. Sam, you going to jump in on any of those figures? Uh, the Brody, the Brody more than likely for sure. I'd have to, I'll have to see the others. I love the packaging. Like, like he said, it just focuses on the face and you open it up, you see everything else. And mm-hmm. then it has like a story. Like when you open it up, on the inside, right. I don't know if it's like his stats or whatever, like a small biography, but I, I really enjoy the packaging on that. So, Jeff, early prediction, who's going to be the top seller out of that first series? So, Brody, Hanson, uh, I'm going to probably say Brody. 
Okay. I was thinking originally when they first announced that first series and DiBiase was still in it, I was thinking it was going to be Hanson, Von Eric, and DiBiase as like battling for that top spot. Okay. But I think with Brody now, I think Brody's the top spot. And then Kerry, Von Eric, and Stan Hansen will be battling for like the number two spot. But given the rarity of Brody figures on the market, I, dude, he's got to be the number one for them. Absolutely. Got to find out price points next. We got to see what we're in for. Yes, exactly. Also, Mattel Creations is sending people their tracking numbers and notifications that their rings are going to be at their doorsteps. Uh, Sammy, did you jump in on it? No, I did not. I didn't have the money at the time. Underst- mm. Understood, man. Yeah. Understood. Do you have any FOMO or do you just, you just kind of chalk it up as a loss and just move on? Normally, I mean, unless there's a chance of getting it signed, if I don't get it, I don't get it. I did have to, I was worried about the no hold bard set. That's a must have. That's like a big chunk of my childhood too. Yeah. As for the ring and all that, like I probably would have sold the ring and kept the ultimates, but I've kind of picking and choosing the ultimates I have too. So do you have no holds barred on Blu-ray? Oh, I do. (laughs) (laughs) There's not much I don't have on Blu-ray actually. Step brothers. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Sammy, did you score the no holds bar set? I did. I got two. I got one for me and one for drew. Very nice. nice. Right on dude. Right on. See, that's what I love, man. Is like everybody was looking out for each other in the, uh, in the fig life. Like, you looked out for Drew. I helped someone out. Scott, you helped someone out. Yes, I did. I haven't received it yet, but yeah, I'll be helping someone as soon as I get the package in. Exactly. It's like, once it comes in, it's going to go right back out to the gentleman that I helped. September, right? I think what they initially said. I think so. Yeah. We actually saw it live and in person at Stockton Con on Saturday. And oh man, <laughs> so nice. he wanted a buck 50 for it. He yeah. was asking 150. And I mean, I guess that's kind of going rate. But man, that set is nice. Yeah, the packaging's cool too, like the VHS tape thing. That's just when you think they can't top themselves at San Diego Comic Con, they top themselves. Like, what's next year gonna have? Did they jump the shark in twenty two? We'll see. And at Stockton Con, they had the Brody Lee one of a thousand. They had Mm -hmm. two of them at somebody's booth, and Norm asked, and they wanted one forty. I think it was or one sixty. About what I see online for it, one between 100 and 150, which is a lot cheaper than I thought it was going to go for. He was asking 300 for the set, the no holds barred and the Brody said he'd do for 300. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going rates on eBay, sure. Yeah. So that is it for the news. And it's time for the nostalgia segment. We will get into it right after this. Before we get into this week's nostalgia segment, we want everybody to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, you can find almost every wrestling figure ever made over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. But what we want you guys to do this week is go over there, head over to the WWE Mattel section. We want you to look for those sweet look and defining moments. That's right. We're covering those this week. And then just follow along as we read off some of the notable figures from this line. So again, wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. And before we get into the defining moments, there's one other thing I wanted to add, kind of going back to thumb wrestlers that Brian Breaker brought up last week. 
I was looking through Google just on the thumb wrestlers. There were some that were supposed to be released or they were prototypes. So we talked about Iron Sheik, Hogan, Jake Roberts, Nikolai, Ricky Steamboat. But what a lot of people don't know is they were in prototype stage. There was a Terry Funk. There was a Kerpel Kirshner. There was an Andre the Giant. Magnificent Morocco in a black shirt that says Magnificent Morocco. So Okay, so just like the figure. Exactly. And George the Animal Steel. That makes sense. Andre was kind of like the biggest omission, I think, from the Thumb Wrestlers line. I wanted to throw that in because I felt like that was an omission on our part to not even talk about the ones that were on prototype. So do a Google search for WWF, LJ, and Thumb Wrestlers, and that will pop up, and you can head on over there and look them over. And there are pictures? There are pictures. Oh, nice. Okay. I'll text them over to you. Thank you. You have my information. I kind of know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We've hung out once or twice. (laughs) Literally since birth. Yes, exactly. So, Sammy, we're talking about the defining moments. What made you want to go over these? I I just like I was I was looking through my stuff and it was years ago. I had to sell some stuff off to help my mom. Mm -hmm. And like I kind of stayed away from collecting for a while. And defining moments is kind of the line that brought me back in. These are just some excellent figures. Some of the best Mattel figures ever produced. Absolutely. And and they're elite, right? But the packaging just added so much to it. It did. It was gold. It was like, Sammy, we were kind of talking before we jumped on. It was beefy. It had, I don't know, that's kind of perceived value, right? Like you get a big beefy package with a beautiful looking figure. Okay, Jeff, you stop. You stop right now. Knock it off. (laughs) Disgusting. We're a family program. I will not tolerate your crap on the show. You said beefy package. (laughs) (laughs) I can't with you. Stop. I can't even with you. Stop it right now. (laughs) I'll have you thrown out of here, sir. But it was perceived value, right? And they added the packaging to really make the figure something extra special. And there were a few, and we've talked about it, that were probably cash grabs. We can get into those. But Sammy, I want to know what figure specifically got you back in, in this series? Oh, Razor Ramon. Nobody was cooler than Razor as a kid. Damn right. I just happened to see it out. I probably hadn't bought a figure in probably two years leading up to that. And I was out and about and just happened to go down the aisle. I think it was at Kmart at the time where I seen it at. And I was like, oh, okay. And see, that's what happens is like, they could have made this a basic, right? They could have just released Razor and his purple trunks. That could have been a basic figure, but they put the gold packaging around them, the full window in the front. He's got the added vest. He's got the intercontinental title, but he's not just with the title around his waist or even to the side of the packaging. He's holding the title up. That is, in my mind, adding a ton of value to the figure because he's, as an MOC collector, he's inside of the package holding the title up instead of just standing there with the arms at his side like a basic. That is so eye-catching to me, and that's what makes this line so good because a lot of the figures were posed. And to me, that's added value. The defining moment line is one that Mattel can really hang their hat on. There's, there's few totally lines. Agree. There's yep. few series that they've come out with the WWE elite legends that are just awesome. Uh, the defining moments. Those are ones that they can really just hang their hat on. Well, they're SDCC exclusives as we kind of touched on earlier. Amazing. Uh, yeah. The retro fest packaging. Oh, let's not overlook that. Yes. They yes. changed the game with that one. That was fantastic. But in terms of like what they've done from start to finish, you're right, Jeff. This series ran from what, 2011 until 2017, 2018, somewhere in there. Around there, yeah. 
Yeah, and is really just a shining light in the Mattel WWE line. So Scott, why don't you go over some notable defining moments? Uh, so my, I think my three favorites, right off the top, Macho WrestleMania 7, mm-hmm. Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania 7, even though I know you're not a big fan of the face sculpt and I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you, there have been better warrior face sculpts. Basic 98, for example. Yeah. Um, the Hogan WrestleMania 3, mm-hmm. which I think up until Storm Collectibles was the best Hogan around. Mm-hmm. And I would say that those are probably my top three defining moments. Where does the Brett land on yours? <sighs> See, I think it's skewed for me a little bit because I'm not a huge Brett fan. Like, I like Brett, don't get me wrong, but he's not at the top of my favorites. It's like, you're the biggest Brett Hart fan I know, Jeff. Mm-hmm. So I, I imagine because that figure is so good, he's going to be towards the top of yours. I, I would have him in, say, my top seven of the Defining Moments line. So it's time to mute Scott's mic. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say he was seven. Uh, Muting Scott's mic. (laughs) I don't consent. I don't consent. (laughs) And Sammy, what are, uh, which uh, you mentioned Razor, but what are some other ones that you love from the. uh... Uh, The Hogan, I think is great. That's probably my personal favorite Hogan that came out. I know a lot of people are so, so with anything Hogan with all the stuff that came out with him over the years, but I absolutely love that figure. I like the crusting quite a bit. Uh, I absolutely love the Bret Hart. I think with all the years that they've dropped the ball on his head scans and his hair being all jacked up and stuff, this one yes. they actually really, really nailed. Yeah, agree. Yes, 100%. I think, I think the Bret's fantastic. And I really, really like that Triple H too. Oh, yeah. It's his night from when he came back in New York. Yeah, great call on yep. that one, man. All soft goods on him, by the way, too. Nice call. So I'm going to have to say Hogan is probably top two or three in mine for defining moments. And it's only because of that 86, 87 title. My favorite title of all time. I like the headband, the way it's like, it's, it's, it's tangled, like tilted. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's so beautiful. So you said he's in your top two or three. So is Brett your number one? No, Brett wouldn't be my number one. I think crow sting. That figure is so good. I agree with you guys 100%. That crow sting is just outstanding. Well, not only is it so good, just the whole presentation to it. The fact that it's got the faces in the back, because when Defining Moments kind of hit the pause button a little bit, and I forget what year, it was like 2014, I think, 2013, 14 in that area. Yeah, yeah, between like 14 and 16, somewhere in there, and then they came back in full force. So if you look, the original packaging was a big box. They kind of shrunk it down, but what they added to it is they added some character drawings that made the figure. So like, for example, Hogan had, I think, a Hulkamania thing behind him, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, Sting had... Or it was like tears in the packaging on the back window or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, Sammy mentioned the Razor had gold chains and purple. So they really went and really added so much to the package when it came back that second time. They gave it jazz hands. Exactly. That just made it jump up a whole different peg. So I, I, I'm going to have to say Crow Sting. That's one of the greatest figures ever done of Sting. Yeah. Remember seeing that at Access? Oh, dude, we lost our minds. It was insane. Like we, we didn't know about it yet. And it was on display at Access in the Sting section. Like wow. actually in like the memorabilia part where you get to see all of like their gear and everything. They had the Sting figure in there. And Jeff and I must have spent like 10 minutes just staring at this thing. <laughs> so, so good. Like Beavis and Butthead staring at nachos, dude. 
Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. hundred percent. You know what? Let's not overlook the Ricky, the dragon steamboat figure too. It's a great one. Would not be my first choice for Ricky steamboat, but the presentation, the job that they did on that figure, he's in full gimmick. He's got the, the, the torch that he holds just amazing looking figure. So Jeff, this just, it kind of fuels what you said that Mattel can really hang their hat on this line and say, hey, guys, job well done. We nailed it. All right, let's go over some eBay listings. So the Bret Hart that we were just talking about, there was one sold listing after this one, but the box was completely damaged. So I couldn't get a fair mint on card price. But I did go back. Last sold eBay listing was July 3rd for $399.99. (laughs) Four hundred dollars, dude. Three hundred and ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. Uh, free shipping? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like fourteen bucks shipping, dude. Well, of course. <laughs> you can't even throw in the box and transportation. Oh my gosh! Wow, four hundred dollars. Uh, that was on one bid, by the way. And unsigned, right? Unsigned. Now there was another one wow. signed, but I didn't pull that price. Okay, gotcha. Razor Ramon last sold eBay listing August 15th for $58 on 25 bids. So not bad on that one. Dropped quite a bit, actually. It has, man. <laughs> and we're starting to notice that a lot of the prices are dropping. When we do the nostalgia, they're dipping. Yeah. When we do the nostalgia each week, we're starting to notice that we're kind of past the COVID prices and now starting to kind of settle back down. So yeah. Crow Sting last sold eBay listing August 11th for $70 on 12 bids. I don't think that price has changed in two years. No, it hasn't. I finally added that sting to my collection two years ago uh-huh. at that price. <laughs> Are you serious? For yeah. So it hasn't like gone up or down. It's just, it's held at 70 bucks. And the Hogan defining moment last sold the eBay listing August 13th for $61. That's kind of about where I thought it would be. So what are some cash grabs in your guys' opinions? Like what figures came out in this line? Because it can't be perfect, right? What, in your opinion, maybe didn't classify as a defining moments figure that really could have been passed off as, say, an elite? Shinsuke. Yes. There you go. Yes. Agree. Ultimate Warrior from the Ultimate Maniacs. And that was the other one I was going to say. Yeah. Because they had made Macho in the elite line, and then they went and made Warrior in the defining moments line. It didn't work, dude. No. Totally agree. There wasn't enough substance there. Even with, you know, the beautiful packaging that defining moments had. It's just a figure with the sunglasses inside. There's like no extra accessories. There's nothing else added. That's like that perceived value that I kind of talk about. So yeah, it's to me, that was a total cash grab, but Shinsuke is, that has to be the prime example of a cash grab in the series. Yeah. Because his first figure was the defining moments. Exactly. And it was good, right? Don't get me wrong. It was a good Shinsuke, but really two poly pocket shirts. <laughs> that's, a, that's a defining moment. I, I don't know, man. Could have been an elite. <laughs> So that is it for the defining moments. Thank you for bringing that to the show this week, Sammy. No problem. I love that line. Oh, dude, it it is a great line. It is a great line. I'll revisit that one anytime. I love talking about that one. It's also the first introduction of Ric Flair from the airplane. (laughs) God. All right. We're moving on. (laughs) Oh, how dare you? Or was it a helicopter? Bringing up a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that was a good Ric Flair with the black robe defining moment. Uh, I was talking more about his open robe. Blue oh, retirement would oh, be that, more. Oh, that one. No, but the black robe is was probably my favorite robed flare until the ultimate came out. Got it. The the yeah. the pink one. 
And it's just so good. Like Norm brought up a great point that you could put the flair, the Ric Flair and Charlotte Flair ultimate side by side. And it's just like the perfect combo father, daughter, the robes, everything about that set is awesome. But before that, this was my favorite robe flair. Was it your favorite flair? Mm. Ah, that's a good question. I don't know. I'd have to go back and review, but it might've been, it, it was really, really good. I'm a big fan of the classic superstars flair okay. in the red robe, but yeah, this one might've beat it. Sammy, what's your favorite Ric Flair figure? Mm, not really a big flair guy. Like, I respect what he did. He's not really my thing. So I would probably just go with one of the defining moments because that's like the top on the top of my head right now. But I'm not, not really a huge flary guy at all. Gotcha. I'm going to take a lot of flack for that, but he's, he's he was my dad's favorite. Never mind. Well, that's all right. I, I sent Hasbro's to the grave. So <laughs> <laughs> still getting heat for that. <laughs> yeah, you've uh, you're still kind of feeling that little uh, pitch right there, dude. <laughs> Full heel, dude. <laughs> So we are going to round out the show with points of articulation. And what points of articulation is, is I'm going to throw out some figures to you guys. And you guys have to give it a score from one to 10. Scott will go over the figure, kind of talk it out. And then he will kind of come up with a score. And Sammy, you will as well come up with a score for these figures. So the first figure that will be thrown out tonight actually came from the Godfather's hat, Scott. Oh, you brought that thing out of retirement, huh? I did. Dusted it off. Dusted it off of all its sweat and shame. The first figure, Bobby Heenan, LJN. We just talked about Bobby Heenan figures. Yes, we did. Uh, Chad wanted to talk about Heenan. Uh, who did it better? I loved that Bobby Heenan because as a kid, I hated his guts because he sent his entire army after all of my favorites. And he had the gift of gab. I loved his insults. That figure took a beating as a kid. I didn't care if he was like a commentator at ringside, wasn't even involved in the match. The, the face in the match was going to go to ringside and throw Heenan around that ring. I didn't even care. Heenan was getting a beaten every match. <laughs> the blue shirt, the BH on it, the black pants. What I like best about it, pardon my language, was, was kind of the shitty and grin on that figure. Yes. I love that they gave it that personality. So given my feelings on Heenan and how much I played with that figure as a kid, 8.2. 8.2? 8.2. And Sammy, did you play with LJNs or did you have LJ? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, lo I, I love Heenan. Oh. I, like, I really gravitated towards the hills even as a kid, so Heenan was pretty well protected in my Fed League. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I've all I've always liked the bad guys and he was like kind of the head the head honcho of like managing the bad guys so it was yes he was it was, it was a good time he was always protected Bundy <laughs> King Kong Bundy always had his back when I was a kid. <laughs> I love it <laughs> so I must ask you Sammy on a scale of one to ten what do you give Bobby Heenan LJN um I'm probably around the same ballpark as your brother between an eight and eight point five somewhere somewhere in there okay not really much. He didn't was he was always at ringside. He would get uh, beat up by Hogan after the match. Um, it, I love that LJN. I'm usually the one that go a little bit low, but I think I'm at about an eight point one as well. Okay, I like it. And Jeff, the best part about you reviewing LJNs is you can use the line "one bite, everybody knows the rules." Oh no, no, I did. You not. chewed on your LJNs. I did. I did. So you could say that it, it counts. They tasted horrible. 
<laughs> okay, moving on to the next figure. It is a figure that Scott and I marked out about when they announced it back in 2017, I believe it was, 2016. Magnum TA Mattel Elite figure. Oh, okay. You know what? You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to go get mine off the wall. It's literally right outside my door. Okay. So I'm going to admire this thing in person as we talk about it. I'm going to pull mine off the wall right now. Hold on. So Sammy, what would you give the Magnum TA Mattel Elite figure? I actually really love that figure. I was able to meet him. I think it was pre-pandemic. It was like him, Tessa Blanchard, and Tully were all at the same convention. Uh-huh. I got it signed. I, I think it's beautiful. I think they nailed that thing, nailed that thing to a T. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably go high, mid to high eights on that one. That's a beautiful, beautiful figure. I agree, uh, and it's just basic. It's him in a vest, but mm-hmm. but it captures eighty six, eighty seven Magnum TA just to a T. Yeah, we don't want to just rave about Mattel on every show, but this figure is just so good. Plus, it hits our nostalgia buttons. You yeah. know, I'm going to have to go. I love Magnum. I love this figure. I'm going to go 8.3. Yeah. What, what could have happened with him if he didn't get hurt, man? He was. I know. And I just wish, and I know they couldn't have done it because it wouldn't have been accurate, but I wish they could have just thrown a title in with him. The old yeah. school U.S. title. I wish they could have, but at, they don't have the rights to those belts. Or even yep. the painted U.S. title they could have thrown in with them. The painted one. The red, white, and blue U.S. title? Uh, it's not accurate. It's not time accurate. But still, I mean, like you said, just throw a belt in with them. At least the U.S. title would have been accurate. Uh, they would have faced a lot of gripes. Because you know us wrestling collectors. Yeah, but not being able to get like the actual U.S. title. Like, they've got a newer U.S. title now that you can get. But back when Magnum came out, you know, <laughs> any title would have done. I agree with you. The big gold belt would have been fantastic because it's almost like a what if, because I had heard you say, like, had he not gotten hurt? Yeah. Who knows what his ceiling was? Possibilities, man. He was he was going to be the next big thing, I swear. Absolutely. I 100 percent agree. Like he was going to beat Ric Flair. He was going to be world champion. And who knows, like the twists and turns wrestling took over the next few years after his injury, you know, like especially going into the 90s when there was more of that like cartoonish thing like who knows where magnum would have landed but man i would have loved to have seen it that sucks oh i think we all would have you got the figure in front of you i do i do so you know you're almost like reminded of of what bischoff told austin you know what am i going to make with a guy in black trunks and that's kind of what this figure is black trunks the black knee pads he's got the the dusty roads red and white cowboy boots on the black poly pocket vest but they nailed the face sculpt also let's hear it for getting a magnum ta yes nobody else did a magnum nobody touched him jack's classic never did him unfortunately we never got one from remco the galoobs were passed when magnum would have gotten a figure so kudos to mattel for dipping into their bag of tricks and giving us a magnum i think they absolutely nailed the face sculpt the body type is perfect the outfit is perfect because he's got the white knee guard or um like knee wrap underneath the black knee pad yep the boots are accurate. The vest, accurate. No title, that's forgivable. This figure, to me, with the face sculpt, everything about it, I'm going to go 8.7. 8.7, so you and Sammy are yeah. right on. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, it's, this figure is amazing. I absolutely, this is one of my favorite Mattels they've done. The fact that I was able to get it signed, even better. But 
I've got actually two of these. This is one that I did buy two of, one to open, one to keep in the package. The crazy part was actually seeing this at retail. I didn't think I was gonna spot it ever. I pre-ordered on ringside because it was that FOMO, right? I was like, I am not missing out on this at retail. I am buying this thing from ringside. I'm not gonna miss out. And then you ended up seeing a crap ton of them at Target. Oh, well. Sammy, did you say eight, eight for your score on that? Oh, the mid to high eights, yep. Yeah, that figure's so good, dude. And the fact that we finally got a Magnum TA figure. Okay, next set of figures was from the Hasbro line. They came in two packs and it was the Bushwhackers only because I'm wearing their shirt right now. <laughs> Are you just looking around and naming things? Is it the one, it was the two pack, the one with the tan, the tan camo, or was it the, uh... that was the single card. Okay. I couldn't remember. It's been a long time since I've messed with the Hasbros. So the two packs, they were just plain Bushwhackers that didn't come with the hats. They came in the dark camo. And I'm wearing their shirt. That's I'm just looking around like brick from Anchorman. Just randomly picking things I'm wearing. I love lamp. Scott. <laughs> Scott, what would you give the Bushwhackers Hasbros? I think we kind of touched on this uh, when we were talking with Breaker last week. There's just that magic of the Hasbros that it really seemed like they could take somebody and just shrink them down to four inches tall. And they were perfect. And that's kind of how I feel about the Bushwhackers. Like they literally captured them like mid marching down to the ring and their, their arms swing in. The facial expressions are great. The outfits are a hundred percent accurate. They've got that Hasbro sheen to them. The fact that they were packaged together as a tag team, that to me adds value because I love when they do tag teams together. I hate when you leave a partner out. Those, I think both the tan version that Sammy mentioned and this version, I think both are fantastic. But I probably give the edge to this one because they were packaged together. Okay. No accessories, but you had them together in a package. I think at Toys R Us, they were like, what, $7.99? Something like that. So, yeah, (laughs) super cheap. Bring back those prices, please. Yeah, the good old days. Um, I I hate to be biased with Hasbro, but I'm going to be. So those are perfect figures, really. Like, I, I can't knock them at all. There is nothing for me to knock on them. Okay. It's very hard to find a critique. So 8.9. 8.9. Sammy? They were kind of my Bobby Heenan when I was playing with the Hasbros. I didn't never like the Bushwhackers. But like pretty much everything your brother said spot on. They nailed everything. The the arm swing and the facial expressions. Just You you knew who they were. There, there wasn't no question. They looked just like them. Yeah. Even back then. And the packaging, the, the two-pack packaging for the Hasbros was a lot of fun. Yeah, a for lot. sure. Not being a fan, but still like appreciating the figures, I'd probably go like 7.5. 7.5. I was thinking that 7.9 range. So every kid had these in 1991 or whenever it was they came out, 91, 92. Every kid had these because that's who the Bushwhackers are geared towards. It was 100% to the kids. Oh, yeah. Right. Every time we went to Toys R Us, we saw a kid walking up to the cash register with one of these. Like every kid loved the Bushwhackers. It was just money in WWE's pocket to release toys of them. Definitely not the two burgers. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that is 100% true, Sammy. (laughs) All right. Last figure of the night on parts of articulation. Wait, you didn't give him a score. Oh, I said seven, nine. Oh, seven, nine. Okay. I'm sorry. I missed that. Last figure of the night for points of articulation, the straight edge society CM Punk. Oh, you know what? I'm going to let Sammy take this one. Sammy, you're my boy, man. (laughs) That's my favorite figure of all time. It's my favorite era of punk. Everything about it's perfect. 
I, it has my figure personally has sentimental value because it was a gift from the community. A lot of people gathered together and got it for me for my birthday a couple years ago. That's, That's awesome. 9.5 or up all day long. That's awesome, dude. I love so people got together and purchased that for you as a birthday gift. Yep, that's the only one I needed to complete uh complete the punk elite line. And I love they it. Got it together and got it for me for my birthday. And mint on card. Yes. Crisp. Dude, that is awesome. So do you have it signed? Uh that's the that's the first one I'm gonna get signed when I get to meet him again. No, that figure is great. It's it I think Sammy said it's like it's a perfect figure. It mm-hmm. absolutely captures punk from the SES. I I can't really knock anything about it. So 9.3. Yeah, I think it's a great figure too. I probably will go as high, but I do love the uniqueness of CM Punk in that time. Um, and they captured it in figure form. I'm going to go 8.8. Eight. Oh, it's, wow. It's Dude, it's a really good figure. Oh, no, it's outstanding. I don't know if that's my favorite CM Punk era, but it was so unique. It was such an interesting time with Punk at that time. And I kind of dug it. I don't know if it's my favorite time of Punk, but again... It's, it's a great figure, 8.9. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the figure comes with a sling, right? Correct. Yep. So they actually put an accessory in there from like a short part of that that particular CM Punk's lifespan yep. or that CM Punk character lifespan. Kudos to Mattel, man. Just to pull that little piece in, throw it into the packaging, that adds to the score, man. Good job, Mattel. Yeah. Sammy, I wanted to throw that figure in for you. I wanted to see how high you were willing to go. <laughs> I love that thing. Love, love, love that thing. Yes. Well, that rounds out the show. Sammy, we want to thank you for being on, man. Oh, have a good time. It's a good time. Oh, man. It's been a blast with you, dude. I appreciate it. And thank you for uh, coming on and doing another giveaway. Roman Reigns. No Sorry, it wasn't the giveaway I initially told you about. I misplaced that eight by 10. And now that I now that we did this one, I'll probably come across it. <laughs> of course. It's always how it goes, man. Yep. <laughs> yeah, don't ever don't ever worry about that, man. We appreciate you coming on and doing a giveaway, dude. So yeah, thank you, Sammy. Great talking with you tonight, man. You too. John, you have seven days to hit us up as well. Yeah. And we want everybody to check out Wrestling Toy Tracker over there. They can get the card and loose prices of LJN's Gloobs, Hasbro's Just Toys Bendoms, Defining Moments, and Retro. So again. Head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com. And I'm going to run down this list of podcasting buddies real, real quick. You all know about Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, as well as Breaker's Side Projects. You know it's you know it's fake, right? And the TB Toycast. Also, we got Steve and Eric over at the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. We got Seth, Sheena, and Marco over at the Chick-fil-A Show. And they're also doing some side shows as well. We got Justin over at Wrestling Cheers. He's going to be on in a couple of weeks, part of the summer of saying dude love. We got RJ with Ringside Rant. We got Barney and Wrecker with Boots to the Face. Tim's pulling up a chair with the Fig Life community. And we got Soda and Ethan doing In the Marbles pod. And Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History? Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. The show that dropped this past Friday is all about Vince. Uh-oh. He left wrestling recently. And I think the episode is more about picking the weeds than the flowers. <laughs> I didn't know which direction it was going to go, but that's the direction it went. Uh, it's all about Vince kind of running through the history of his, uh, his career, his rise to power and his fall from it. 
So if that sounds interesting, check us out anywhere you get your other podcasts from. Because we're Drunk Wrestling History, we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. The $3 million man. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. $19.5 million man. (gasps) Yes. And check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Scott, roll call. Yes, going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. If you need artwork, he's your guy. Hit him up. Check out his artwork. Follow his social media at The Art of Jason Wolf. Check out his chop shop where he does custom Hasbro figures. But again, if you need artwork, hit up Jason Wolf. You will not be disappointed. And Jeff going to throw it out to the outsidersbeardco.com. Bane making some great products for your beard over there. Waxes, oils, everything you need for your beard to look, smell, and just be great. Because Jeff. Yes. You don't want your beard hairs smelling like your butt hairs. Outsidersbeardco.com. <laughs> And that will round out roll call. Sammy, are you heading to bed now? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna brush my teeth and crash out. Uh, nice. I can, I can imagine. Are you gonna pop in a DVD or a Blu-ray? Oh no! no, no. <laughs> my island for a few hours. Come on, you know you want to watch No Holds Barred. <laughs> uh, I actually just recently rewatched it, probably about a month or so ago. So. Nice. Okay, what's nice. the score you give that movie? No Holds Barred. Nostalgia factor. 8.5 actual content, probably like a four. <laughs> Come on, man. Terry Funk's in it. Content quality. Yeah. It's <laughs> <dookie>. <laughs> uh, well, Sammy, thank you again for being on. Thank you again for doing the giveaway. And thank you for being you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you, Sammy. You're one of the, you're one of the good ones of the uh, Fig Life community. We appreciate you, man. I appreciate that. And Scott, for episode 343, anything else? Yes, before I get into my usual stick, I screwed up last week, forgot to wish Peyton a very happy 13th birthday. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm second go around with a teenager. We'll see how this one ends up. First one went pretty well. We'll see how Peyton does. I'm sure she'll be fine. What's the worst that could happen? You say that now. <laughs> yes. Also want to send a happy birthday to Sheena and Seth from the Chick Foley show. Their boy, Brett, turned five. So a very happy birthday to Brett. So happy birthday, Peyton. Happy birthday, Brett. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig Life since 2016. And happy toy hunting. And I want to thank Sammy one more time for coming on and staying up late with us and kicking it with us. And I want to thank for everybody that has been on the summer of saying do love. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring But we don't take it out the box, M.O.C. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week We're the OGs of WFP Fully posable, thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings